0: Hi, everyone, welcome to the Mike Velardi Show. I'm excited to welcome to the program. Mike Velardi. Mike, how are you? I know you have your buddy on. I love when you try to, to spin in the celebrity thing like I do. And I like it, Mike. Who is our guest today? Oh,
1: Billy McNamara. Not only is he a great actor, freaking phenomenal, but he's a good friend. And uh, he's here to tell us about what he's doing, his projects, what he's done
0: in the past, and just to uh, talk about Hollywood a little bit. Well, we're gonna to have to have more than part one with this because, again, of how time constraints go. But Billy, really, let's talk about. Did you always want to be an actor? That's always the question everyone asked, right?
2: Yeah, from a pretty early age, it's what I wanted to do. And and of course, my mom had uh, guided me out away from it. She didn't want me to be an actor. I grew up on the East Coast, went to boarding schools, went to Columbia. So she felt like it was probably a waste of time and energy to pursue the acting career. But I did anyway. And look at me now.
0: <laughs> Especially when you went to Columbia. You're a bright guy. So that, that was the push of your parents to have. A- academics were important, it sounds like.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad I did all that stuff. I dropped out of Columbia because uh, I started working very quickly in New York City and working as an actor in commercials, making a lot of money. So it's like, I don't, I don't need my parents' support anymore. I'm just going to go do what I want.
1: that's the way to do it right once you make money that gives you the freedom to do whatever you want
2: that that's exactly right
0: all right so billy basically tell us the story from how did you go from commercials to other acting gigs how did that happen
2: uh, you know i spent a lot of time in new york city going to really really good uh acting schools and acting teachers And then i got involved with doing summer stock at a place called williamstown which is very prestigious a lot of famous people and that's summer stock in massachusetts at williams the college at the call on their campus in the summertime and um so yeah that's basically i just you know once i started making money in commercials you know i said i'm going to invest this money in myself go to all these different teachers and classes and schools and do summer stocks. So I'm doing Shakespeare and Chekhov in the summertime to make myself, you know, a real actor as opposed to a commercial actor. And it worked. I just had, I had a plan. I followed the plan. Uh, and it just it takes a lot of discipline, of course. Uh, but I did that and it, uh, it, things seemed to work out
0: that that definitely seems like it and that big break would you say it's you you have thick skin to go out there and uh and and an audition because that's a big part of it in acting right
2: yeah you you have to have very thick skin um so yeah you, you know that and the thick skin can come from uh you know you you have a thick skin when you when you have like a real inner core confidence not like a cockiness, not something that's unattractive, but just knowing that, you know, they don't hire me, they're missing out.
0: What do you think you're most known for?
2: I don't know. I mean, there's so many different things for different like areas, you know, like, I mean, I, I've got so many fans, older ladies close to my age from stealing home, the movie I did with Jodie Foster and then I've got another movie uh, that I did in the 90s has a lot of weird fans because I played a serial killer in Copycat. And then I I did this TV movie called Doing Time on Maple Drive, which like was the first big TV movie. It was me, Jim Carrey. It was a, an all-star cast uh, dealing with the gay thing. My character was coming out of the closet. Lori Lachlan, his fiance, forced him to come out. So that was the first big movie ever done, uh, you know, kind of about a gay person. So I have millions of fans from, from that, from, in fact, when I did my Kickstarter, my first Kickstarter campaign to finance the trouble it was mostly the gay community that supported me. They gave me more money than my family. And friends.
0: Oh, wow. Let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about Billy, like the, the, your latest thing, how you're now creating your own stuff, why you're behind the camera.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I had a, a you know fun, uh, I was doing these little vignettes um uh, years ago with my dog just little vignettes and I was putting up on Facebook and they were funny and people said oh this is great you should you know you should really write this into a series and so little by little I started writing and putting scenes together and, and, and in order and um, and I just realized that you know uh, the problem with Hollywood Los Angeles. Is and this happens to to everybody. I mean, even Bruce Willis, uh, got relegated to B movies. You know, um, uh, so a lot of these actors, uh, you know, when they get to past the age of forty, yeah, doesn't fall into the the and um and so that that so that happened to me as well. Doing these, you know, get stuck doing like Hallmark Lifetime and these B action movies. So I want to do my own. I said, you know, if I'm going to do something good and pull myself out of this, this area that I don't really want to be in because number one, you don't make that much money, just enough to get by. And number two, the movies and the shows are not that great. Um, so uh, I wanted to pull myself out. So I decided I got to do my own thing. And uh, I put it together. I used my own money for the first four episodes and a friend. He helped me with, uh, with it and um, that turned into 10 episodes because somebody came in later on. They saw the the. I had to cut the first four episodes into a movie because I was going to lose money. They saw it. They said, hey, we want to turn your movie into a series. I'm like, fantastic. And they gave me money to uh, to edit the movie and to write, direct and produce six more episodes. We have 10. And so, um, you know, that's, you, you kind of have to do your own thing. You can't wait around. You you could wait around for the phone to ring when you're in your twenties in Hollywood, for sure. And you will, I will, you know, I was getting phone calls every day when I was in my twenties and early thirties in Hollywood, nonstop uh, opportunities. And then after the age of 40, um, you know, um, and I don't, you know, after the age of 40, I also got sober in AA. So you don't go out as much and socialize anymore so it's very hard to keep up your social life uh and 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 you know see people hey billy i'm making a movie so i I didn't you know i had to stop doing that so the trouble with billy that's what that's what came of it. it turned out really well um i'll send you guys the the trailer for it it's pretty good and uh i'm really excited about it
0: so when is that coming out it's already out
2: No. Uh, So now what we're going to do, we finished uh, putting together the sales materials, the trailer, which is really not really a commercial trailer because it's uh, commercial trailers are usually two minutes long or less. This is four and a half minutes because it's not a trailer. It's a sizzle reel because it represents 300 minutes of a show. So that's our sales tool. It's really meant for platforms like Netflix, Hulu to review. Um, And if they're interested, then we send the whole series over. So in January, we're, we're gearing up to, uh, start pitching it at all the platforms and hopefully we'll get an offer.
0: Well, I think you will. That's for sure. You just got to hustle and just keep going and keep, uh, doing it. Do you have it now with the strike being over, or are you doing some other acting as well right now?
2: Yeah, I just finished a movie, uh, where I played a, a, a kind of a thriller horror movie and I played the bad guy. And, um, that was grueling. But the good news is it was it happened right, uh, right before Thanksgiving. And in fact, I worked the day after Thanksgiving. So it was it was great timing. I'd gone to Costa Rica for a um, for a vacation. Right when I got back, I got a job and went to work. Um, and right now it's pretty dead because it's almost Christmas. So there's nothing happening until mid-January.
0: When is that movie coming out? The one you just did?
2: You know, I never follow I never follow what when these things, but they usually take three to five months before and it'll be on Netflix. It takes three to
0: five months. Oh, that's great. Okay, you have to let me know and I'll let you know. i will definitely have you back on and my show or Mike's whatever, you know, uh to promote. It's just such a different thing. And I think that you you know, doing the whole junket and all those different things and and horror movies again, it's what's happening, Billy, is they're becoming popular. Out there in the theaters like crazy and everywhere. Why is it? Are people wanting thriller? You think it's because of what we're going on in life and the unknown of everything and how we're changing in so many ways that thr- thriller that horror movies are becoming bigger and bigger again.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, horror movies have always been kind of the go-to thing. If you know, uh especially if you're doing lower-budget movies. Uh, horror movies have always kind of made money or broken even. So I think people, it's a safe bet for the lower budget projects in Hollywood. Uh, If you don't do a horror movie, if you do a romantic comedy or anything else, you have to get very, very large names for your overseas sales. So, So you have to get Bruce Willis. You have to get Robert De Niro. You have to get John Cusack. You have to get John Travolta. And they're all doing these lower budget movies now. Um, but if you don't have a budget to hire those guys, because most of those guys are a million dollars a day. Um, if you don't have the budget to do that, then you make a horror movie.
0: What I have recognized, it reminds me, I'm, I'm a former professional wrestler, might be making a comeback. I'm in the process. I'm, I turned 50. I'll be 51 in, uh, in January. Um, that basically, I'm seeing the way independent films are like kind of independent pro wrestling. They put a couple big names on the card, and then the rest are indies. That's almost right. the way the independent film scene is, right? Where they get a couple of them, but you got to raise the money first, and that's what makes it so hard. Is you got to raise two, three, four, five million dollars or more for a film that might not even make money. And that's what you're saying, right. and then that's where they get they get these stars end up having to go into these movies, and then they right. are the ones. Hey, I want this name from the '90s, or I want this name from the '80s, and that's how right. you guys make your money a lot of times, right? That's right. Yes.
2: So that's the that's the formula, and what happens is there's a lot of, there's a couple of guys in L.A. that have a go to financier. So when they make an offer to John Travolta or Uh, De Niro or Cusack, or any one of these these names now that are doing Mel Gibson, will do a B is doing a lot of B movies. Um, so they have these financiers, so they they kind of have a lock, they even they have a lock on this low budget, uh, you know, arena because they have these one or two or three financiers they've had they've developed a history with of returning their money immediately. So, and once you get Mel Gibson, Lionsgate gives you what's called a minimum guarantee an MG, a document saying, as soon as you deliver this movie to us, we pay you 3.5 million or 5 million. It's automatic. So the investor, unless you know John Travolta dies from a heart attack on the set, the investor is going to get his money back. That's guaranteed because Lionsgate is guaranteed to give you the money. And that's how, that in- that's how this industry works. So if you could find a guy who's got deep pockets and can prove, because what happens when <clears throat> when Travolta or Janeiro get an offer from Warner Brothers, they don't need to see proof of funds. They know Warner Brothers is going to pay. But these indies, um, what's you know, they say, "Hey, we need to see a, a letter from the president of your bank that you have three million dollars in the bank." And so that's the that's the uh,
0: issue. Mike, uh, how did you you want to tell a little bit of the story of how you guys met? Yeah, absolutely love to, man. Um, Billy did
1: a did a movie with my friend Leroy Jenkins. It was about Leroy's life. And he was one of the stars in the movie. And I was real close with Leroy Jenkins. I was kind of like his right-hand man there for a while. And um, I was gonna run for Congress, you know, back in 2012, so I wanted somebody, you know, famous to, to maybe do commercials. And so that's how we got in touch and we've been friends ever since.
0: So tell us, Billy, yep. really some character things that Mike I found out from Reverend Tim and all these people. Mike's a character when you go out with him. Is that true?
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely true. Have you seen his um, wallet trick?
0: That's I'm not. <laughs> I've heard about it. So tell us, a, tell us a story.
2: We'll go up to any very attractive young lady at uh, <laughs> when we're out. And he'll say, "Hey, let me show you my let me show you this in my wallet. You want to take it? Let me see." And the wallet catches fire. That's his big trick. So he just goes from girl to girl. We follow him around.
0: (laughs) How many of them fell for the trick? Do they fall for the trick? Pretty good. Of
2: of course, it's a pretty good trick when you see right. Isn't it? Isn't that it, Mike? Your wallet catches on
1: fire. I went out with Billy. We went out to this place called the Marketplace in West Palm Beach. I found the hottest-looking girl in the place. I went up to her. I said, listen, you see my friend over there? Pointed to Billy, right? I said, he says you're so hot, you can light my wallet on fire. Is that true? She goes, no, what are you kidding? Boom, I light the, wa- the wallet up. I said, listen, he was right. I just lost 20 bucks because of you now. What are you going to we going to do? You know, I get numbered. Oh, so we have a good time. We really do. It was fun. It was a lot of well, fun.
0: <laughs> I'm 6'10", Billy, so I know whenever you have the opportunity to put a 6'10 guy in a movie – I'm here for you. But uh, could you imagine Mike and I re- reenacting twins getting together? Both bald guys. Let's go do it. Florida, here we come. I think it's perfect. He's my long loss, uh in so many ways. Twins too. Let's produce it today. Great. <laughs> that
1: would be fun. I can't wait for you to come
0: in, Neil. We're going to have a good time. Now, so, yeah. Billy, what we're, we're waiting on, you said, this big project. You're hoping the different things. And what are the conversations you've been having so far? People think this is perfect for one of the streaming platforms?
2: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, people uh, really do uh, think it's perfect. Uh, for, you know, we're we're hoping for, like, uh, we're going to take a shot at showtime. Uh, but we're hoping maybe for, you know, if you know, Amazon, like Freebie on Amazon, which is a new sort of network on Amazon, um, or Tubi, or, um, and of course, uh, Netflix is also uh, on the target.
0: That's great. And are you going to be doing some more of your own producing and directing other stuff? Yeah, You're I looking- hope
2: so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm writing a script to try to do a, a lower budget movie, an action movie. Um, and then uh, we have a very... Uh, uh, the financier that came on board for the trouble loves it so much uh that he said as Ooh. soon as we get a platform commitment from any and platform, um, that he will finance second season, which I've already written. So uh so that's that's something I'm looking forward to.
0: Well, well, definitely I need to connect with you some other projects. I'm representing somebody doing some agent work for a guy. This former former uh, NFL player has a great story about how he was dealing drugs when he was in the NFL. Really, really good story. Uh, yeah, it's uh, James Harris. Uh, I rep, and I love to kind of connect with you on that. This is this is the power podcast and the power of this. You never know in these meetings and stuff, but his story is amazing. He talked about he was dealing drugs when he played at Temple and it's uh, yeah yeah he had a whole drug ring when he was playing a quarterback at temple you wouldn't think these things and then he was the raiders and got busted with uh i forget where after his career is over he played for the vikings as well but a great story james harris uh definitely will definitely uh talk about it but i just want to bring that up that's another type of, he's pitching it his his uh script for to be bought and stuff he doesn't want to be involved in creative just get it done and uh so anyone wow. out there that's looking for James Harris story, contact Neil, the media giant Haley. He'll make sure it happens. But that's the kind of uh, projects and relationships. And, you know, it's the whole thing. I think now you got to say, instead of, you know, going to the bars, just do your own podcast, Billy. That's probably going to be your best bet to make the the deals and meet and meet people is podcasting, r- radio, television, yeah. the best way yeah. now. <laughs> For sure. No, uh, Billy, where can people connect with you? Best place and all that stuff.
2: The best place to connect with me? Probably on um like Instagram. It's just uh William McNamara108, I believe. And then also uh I have a uh, a Trouble with Billy Facebook page. And I think you just put in Google Facebook the Trouble with Billy, and it should come up right away. And that's got all the sort of announcements about the trouble with Billy. Um and so, yeah, those are the two best ways. And Twitter's William McNamara. Um, so, a- any one of those
0: platforms, I'm I'm very active on. All right, Mike. One more question for Billy before we have to go. Well,
1: I gotta say that that sizzle reel was a riot for the trouble with Billy. I I really enjoyed it. I think you guys did a great job. You and Costas and everybody else had it was it, it was definitely um, very funny. So yes. I think you're going to do well with. It's it's a rip, and I can't wait to, to see it in the movies.
2: Oh, fantastic!
0: And I have one of my uh, clients also. She is a she hosts a uh, film festival radio. Love to have you on her show. She's on, and uh, she has radio in Vegas. So I'll definitely connect you to her, uh, Janice Malone. Yeah, yeah. yeah She's a radio show on Vegas in Vegas. She always interviews all these different people. Um, it's interesting about her is that we do, do tours all the time with NBC. And we connect, reconnected after 15 years. And now I'm repping her as well, doing some of that stuff. Go figure where we, uh, things can happen. And that's why I keep telling people, you want to make money. You create your own media network. You got to create your own brand. And then you can make any money you want anytime because you get to meet the people uh, for sure. All right. Well, appreciate it, uh, guys. Uh, great show, Mike. MikeValortyBooks.com. WinningTaxSolutions.com. MikeFloridiShow.com. 2ACC.com, all those different places, Mike. Uh, Mike's everywhere. And again, just go to neilhaley.com to find out and follow me. Appreciate it, guys, and thanks again. All
1: right, right. that was the Mike Velarde
0: Show, guys. Take care.